Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. A meek, mild-mannered eye doctor, Anthony Prate of Schaumburg, Illinois, calls 911 to report his gorgeous young girlfriend is dead on the floor from 30 stab wounds. He says she attacked him and points to a few wounds on his arms and hands, but that's not the end of the story. That's just the beginning of the story. Years ago, his wife, Bridget, who looks amazingly like Margaret, same age, same hairstyle, the works. She's dead <laughs> after a car crash where he is driving. But according to pathologists, she was dead before the crash ever occurred. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. I want justice. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Tell me exactly what happened. My girlfriend and I had a fight. She stabbed me with a knife, and we, I stabbed her back, and I think she's gravely wounded. Okay. I'm going to get our police and paramedics on the way. Is she still inside right now? Yes, yes, yes. We're both inside. Okay. Hang on just a second, please. Do you still have the knife in your hand, sir? Um, it's, it's on the floor. Okay. I'm not breathing. I don't know what I should do. Okay, sir, I want you to just stay on the phone with me. I'm letting my officers know. Where is the knife at that she had? It's, it's on the floor. Okay. Do you we're feel... We're both fighting with the same knife. Okay. Do you feel safe enough to go back inside to check on her at this point? Yeah. I guess he did because she's dead. Margaret Daniel, his girlfriend, is dead. He doesn't have to worry that she's going to jump out from behind an easy chair and stab him in the back. We see you got the long end and the short end of the stick in that knife fight, a knife fight with one knife, I might add. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Now, listen to this. This renowned eye doctor, and I watched his commercial all night long trying to reconcile how one meek, mild-mannered eye doctor could have had not one, but two dead lovers in his wake. Yes, not just the girlfriend, Margaret Daniel, but with me today, 
now a private investigator, but then 25 years with the Illinois State Police, Bruce Johnson sounded the alarm that something was very wrong with Bridget Prate, his wife's car crash. She died in a car crash. Wow. None of this is adding up for me. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I just want you to hear this guy speaking. Listen to Dr. Anthony Prate with the iWorld commercial. He just sounds like he's reading straight out of a textbook, like he's sitting there in a pullover sweater with a bow tie by the fireplace. He's got two dead women on his hands. Listen. You know, I think what makes us unique at the iWorks is that we don't overschedule patients, as many, many healthcare practitioners do. Quality eye care requires the time to provide it, and we schedule patients so that we're able to see people uh, at their appointed time. And that's pretty unique. We don't keep people waiting. We understand that people have busy schedules, and we honor their appointment. Uh, we have a wide variety of vision testing apparatus, um, including uh, auto refraction, um, which gives us a You are hearing Dr. Prate go on and on and on. He slings out a lot of medical terms about eye care. You know what? That's all fine and good. But what about the two dead bodies? With me, an all-star panel, private investigator, former Illinois State Police officer who investigated the death of his wife, Bridget, for her family many years ago. Daryl Cohen, renowned defense attorney, former prosecutor, inner city Atlanta. Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, psychologist, adjunct professor, Columbia University. Dr. Kendall Crowns, deputy medical examiner, Travis County, Austin. But straight out to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Levi Page, you know, uh, under the law, more than one body is mass murder. I don't care how many years are between them. This would be more of a serial killer in modern day vernacular if, in fact, he is guilty. But, Levi, let's just start with the most recent death. Her name is Malkersada Margaret Daniel, just 48 years old, super cute. I'm looking at a picture of her right now with a diamond necklace and a flower behind one ear. 48 Margaret Daniel dead. Why? Tell me what happened, Levi Page. So it's 1.30 a.m. and Dr. Anthony Prate calls 911 from the townhouse. What? What? Stop right there. Stop right there. To Bruce Johnson. Sorry. Sorry, Levi. You didn't get much out, did you? Bruce, 25 years, Illinois State Police. I've always told juries, I just start off the opening statement. Nothing good happens after midnight. What are people doing up feuding and fighting at 1.30 in the morning? You know how as the, the minutes tick by, fights, arguments get worse and worse, and somebody's crying and somebody's yelling and somebody's throwing a glass. The next thing you know, you hear a siren. 1.30 in the morning, Bruce. Usually alcohol involved. Well, truer words could not be spoken. You know, I, I always would start, look every juror in the eye and say, you know, nothing good happens after midnight. And it's true. Okay, Levi Page, go ahead. 1.30 a.m., pick it up. And he called 911, and he told the dispatcher, and you heard that flat affect. He said, she stabbed me with a knife, and I stabbed her back. And police arrived at the scene, and they discovered 48-year-old Margaret Daniel, a nurse, a mother of two adult daughters. She was deceased, and she had approximately 30 stab wounds covering her body. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Daryl Cohen, renowned defense attorney all across the country, but hails from inner city Atlanta. Daryl Cohen, how in the hay can he say this was self-defense, that the woman attacked the man first? She's got 30 stab wounds, Daryl. 
No, no, no. And I don't want you to hear, I don't want you to tell me, well, it's going to be tough. Tell me how you can possibly defend that. Well, you start with the fact he's an eye doctor and he probably did not have 20-20 vision. So he was able to go ahead and stab. Actually, Nancy, there is very little defense, but there's explanation. Mm. The explanation is when you get stabbed, and I'd like to see how deep all of these stab wounds were, or some of them were, were they superficial? If he is telling the truth, and likely he is not, but if he is, then how many times did he have to stab her to stop her from stabbing him would be his story. Not a good one, but one that certainly would have to fly in his defense. Well, yeah, and I agree with you on that because he is faced with irrefutable evidence that she has 30, at least 30 stab wounds. And to Deputy Medical Examiner Austin, Dr. Kendall Crowns, the reality is she may have more because when a body is stabbed that many times, you can't really tell how many stab wounds are because they they overlap. Uh, yes, that's true. Sometimes the stab wounds can overlap and get commingled and then you get crisscrossing paths, so you can't have actually more than what they think they see. And then they get tucked in the creases as well, so it can be even harder to find them. Guys, you know, you just heard Levi Page, who is not only a CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, but a real crime aficionado, I guess is the best word I could use. Now, Levi Page, I don't believe you've got an MD or a PhD behind your name yet, do you? No, Nancy, I don't. <laughs> Well, you just made a very good observation that he had a very flat affect. I can't wait to hear what Bruce Johnson says about that, and especially Dr. Debbie Joffe Ellis out of Columbia. Let's take a listen to more of that flat affect. Levi Page, a civilian like myself, identified. Okay, is there anybody else inside the house? Is it just you and her? And yes. that's it, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Let me know when you're back inside. We do have help on the way as we're talking, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm back inside. Okay. I want you to tell me if she's awake. She's not. Okay. Stay on the phone with she me here, she sir. She doesn't look good. She doesn't look good. I don't know what I should do for her. Okay. We're gonna walk we're gonna walk through this and try to help her until the police and paramedics get there, okay? Just stay on the phone okay. with me here. How, how old is she, sir? Uh, 48. Okay, hang on just a second should here. I, should I do CPS? Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. 
That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Okay, we're gonna walk. We're gonna walk through this and try to help her until the police and paramedics get there. Okay, just stay on the phone okay. with me here. How, how old is she, sir? Uh, Forty-eight. Okay, hang on just a second should here. I, should I do CPS? Should I do CPS? Is that what he just said? I think he meant CPR, but he said CPS. That's certainly a Freudian slip of the tongue. Child Protective Services. Okay, you know, to Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, psychologist, professor Columbia University, Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, I got a problem with his affect. He sounds like he was reading the ingredients on the back of a box of cake mix. I mean, he had no affect whatsoever. He's not at all upset. In those moments, I, it's, I agree with you, it sounds like he's not, but the act was, in all probability, committed when he was in a very different emotional state. My hypothesis would be that he was enraged, and uh, when the act was over, when he felt some relief or satisfaction or whatever, again, I can only hypothesize, then it's not unusual that his effect is different. Now, it could be calculated because he wants to sound remorseful, caring, shocked, innocent, traumatized. Or it may be, again, that he feels some relief. He's proven that he has the control. His rage has been expressed. And he is calm. Take a listen to him on the 911 call. For those of you just joining us, a suburban optometrist stabs his girlfriend at least 30 times. We find out that night they had a dinner in their quiet suburban cul-de-sac, had people over. The subject of death came up, and Dr. Prate seemingly got upset. He left the table. He came back but appeared agitated. Then, not long after that, death wasn't just a dinner topic. It was a reality. His girlfriend was stabbed dead. Listen to this. Okay, so we're going to walk through this. Hang on just a moment here with me. How old did you say she is again? 48? 48. Okay. Is she breathing? I I do not think so. Okay. There's a lot of blood. Okay. Is, Is she breathing? Should I do CPR? Okay. 
Okay, hang on just a Okay, I want you to stay on the phone here, so we're going to... I've got injuries to my hands and my arms, but I could do CPI. Okay, sir, I want you to... Okay, sir, listen to me. We have the police and paramedics, like I said, on the way to help you. I want you to stay on the phone with me. Hang on just a moment here. We're going to start CPR, but I'm letting my police and paramedics know. Just stay on the phone here with me, okay? Should I do CPR? What should I do? Okay. Okay, if there is a defibrillator available, I want you to get it now and tell me when you have it. Okay, maybe I'm missing something, but to Bruce Johnson, current private investigator who investigated the death of Prate's first wife, Bridget Prate, for her family, he is owner of ISP Investigations. He's 25 years under his belt with the Illinois State Police. Maybe I'm wrong, but, I mean, isn't he a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. He's a doctor, and you don't hear... Any panic in his voice? He's nice and calm like the other uh, guests had said earlier. But a couple things regarding the injuries that I'm really curious about is, you know, does he have defensive wounds? Where are they? And be- Well, they it- certainly weren't serious. He said they were on his hands and arms. And I also want to know about hers. And a lot of crimes of passion like this were a victim stabbed multiple times. Nancy, I think you know this. Guess where the other injuries may be? And that may be the eyes. I'm curious to see if he stabbed her in the eyes at all because a lot of times when a loved one's killing another loved one, they stab him in the eyes because they don't want him looking at him during the act. Well, Bruce Johnson, you certainly conjured up a pleasant image for me to think about today, stabbing somebody in the eyes. My point is, uh, Bruce, I feel like I should call you sergeant or captain or something after 25 years with the state police. <laughs> but Bruce, he's... I was the master sergeant. My goodness. Okay, we need to put that on his bio, Jackie. That's something you work hard to atta- obtain... The thing is, when I say he's a doctor, yet he was asking 911 how to perform CPR. Now, (laughs) Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, Columbia University, I know that you just told me he must have been enraged during the stabbing, but he sure cooled down quickly for that 911 call. But what did he have, temporary amnesia? Forget everything he learned in medical school? He's asking dispatch, you think I should? You think I should perform CPR? Huh? What do I do? He's a doctor. Yeah, well, he had, I mean, again, I can only hypothesize, but one possibility, Nancy, is that he is somewhat in a a dazed state. Just because one commits a violent, enraged act doesn't mean it doesn't shake one up a little bit. So he may have been a little shocked, albeit sounding so calm. Uh, it's not unusual, and it's no proof of innocence, nor is it proof of guilt. Well, Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, it sounds to me that you were saying he was enraged during the stabbing. He quickly cooled down, and then he went into shock and couldn't remember how to perform CPR, even though he's a doctor and a medical doctor. And on top of that, I, I want to just go through quickly with Dr. Kendall Crowns, Deputy Medical Examiner, Austin. Dr. Crowns, y- you know... What's happened? In the autopsy, it was revealed that Margaret was stabbed three times in her chest, seven times in her back. She also had two deep cuts in her stomach and defensive wounds on her hands and arms. Dr. Crowns, what does that tell you? Well, the defensive wounds means she was trying to stop being stabbed, uh, trying to grab at the knife or whatever. That Usually when people are being stabbed and they don't have a knife themselves, they, they use their hands even though they're going to get cut because that's all you have. 
the the wounds in the front and the back and the depth of them. I mean, he probably at some point she was down and was just continuing to stab her, which is uh, what we call overkill, and it usually shows, again, going along with everybody else, rage or a kind of a crime of passion. Dr. Kendall Crowns, I guess it's because you performed thousands and thousands and literally thousands of autopsies, but I just don't know how you and Dr. Debbie can stay so calm when this woman in the prime of her life is on the kitchen floor <laughs> now with a knife in her hand. That's convenient. The knife has been put back in her hand. You think I should do CPR maybe as my girlfriend lies bleeding out on the floor? You know, another issue that we're seeing right now, Daryl Cohen of course, we have Dr. Kendall Crowns with us to explain it, but you tell any jury on God's green earth that she stabbed seven times in the back, and that screams to me, you can tell a kindergarten student that, and they can figure out that is not self-defense. When you shoot somebody in the back or render a, a, a murderous blow to the back of the head or stab them in the back, they are retreating. Their back is turned to you. That is no longer self-defense. You are the pursuer. You are the aggressor, not the victim. Not necessarily. Oh, please. Nancy, depending on how close the proximity was, if she and he were closely engaged and he's stabbing her in the back rather than being able to stab her from the front, it could have been self-defense, unlikely. And by the way, I want to know what type of knife it was. Was it a long knife? Was it a hunting knife? Was it a pocket knife? That, to me, makes a large difference as well. But, yeah, if those stab wounds show that she was retreating, I agree with you. But if, on the other hand, they were in close proximity, I completely disagree. Bruce Johnson, 25 years Illinois State Police, now private investigator, owner of ISP Investigations. Please talk some sense. Maybe you can help poor Daryl Cohen. Yes, Sounds I, like he's starting to believe his clients. I cannot agree with that at all. Um, it, well, obviously, it's showing that he's dominating. So even if they're in close proximity, he, even if, if he's in a hugging position and stabbing her in the back, he's still in a dominating position. And he's in control, for sure. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. 
Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Prosecutors and police now say in a joint statement, we are closely monitoring the ongoing investigation related to Mr. Prate in Cook County and will continue to evaluate incoming information for any bearing it may have on the tragic death of Bridget Prate in 2011. Connie Tondo says Prate is a big part of the neighborhood and most neighbors always assumed it was an accident. My kids have been over there, his kids have been here. I mean, I would never imagine anything like that. Well, the first autopsy on Bridget Prate was considered inconclusive. State police were investigating the case as recently as 2016. It's unclear if anything new will have developed as a result of these murder charges in Schaumburg. You're hearing our friends at ABC7 Eyewitness News. That was John Garcia speaking to neighbors of the Prates. Wait just a minute. So several years ago, his wife, Bridget, about the same age as Margaret, a little bit younger, is killed in a car crash, but a pathologist who performs the autopsy on wife Bridget says her injuries were not consistent with a major collision and said point blank, and I quote, Bridget was dead prior to the time of the accident. Now, the mild-mannered eye doctor, Anthony Prate, told investigators wife Bridget unbuckled her seatbelt to look for her purse and water bottle just before he, what a coinky-dink, lost control of the vehicle, crossed the line of traffic, and hit, it hit an oncoming car and smashed into a tree. What? He drives across the yellow line, lost control of the car. She, at that moment, happened to have unbuckled her seatbelt to find her purse and water bottle. He clips an oncoming car, and smashes into a tree. The autopsy found fractured vertebra in Prate's neck, which should not have killed her. She only suffered minor wounds on her body, like scratches and bruises. I mean, help me out, Bruce. The pathologist said she was dead before the crash. And I agree. What happened to that investigation? I agree with that. Well, that accident happened in 2011, and I was retired in 2013 and the family after getting multiple dead ends and not having any follow-up with their case uh, brought it to me and I looked at it and exactly what you were just saying here uh, it's a low impact crash if you look and you just uh, look at the position of her body in, in in the car accident and given his own words he's driving she's leaning over the back seat to get her purse and the witness of the car coming at him said he didn't veer into the lane. It was a quick, all of a sudden jolt into the lane, barely clips the car and then hits, goes down in a ditch, hits a tree. So question to everybody here, where should the body of the victim be in that accident? She's leaning over. She's coming back toward the front. 
he says he gives her room to get back to the front seat. We all know she's going to hit the dashboard and she's going to go forward and then she's going to come back into the seat. Well, she's found crumpled on the floorboard of the car. It, it, it cannot happen from this accident. And not only was, you know, she not getting any help immediately, but he supposedly got out of the car and started to render CPR where now he knew how to do CPR. But there was a nurse on scene almost immediately that ran to the car. And, you know, their statements are kind of vague because their adrenaline is flowing and things of that nature. But she's trapped underneath the dashboard and laying on the floorboard. Now, if you're in an uprighted position and basically hanging over the front seat, there's no way in that type of low-impact crash that you're going to end up in that final resting position. And you're telling me at that time, Bruce Johnson, uh, owner ISP Investigations, who investigated in depth the death of wife Bridget Prate, you're telling me that people rushed up to the scene, including a nurse, and they saw him performing CPR? From the reports that we were looking at, yes, that he stated that he was doing CPR, and I believe one of the witnesses stated that upon their approach that he was attempting CPR. But then he told the 911 operator when his girlfriend, his mistress, died of stab wounds, he didn't know how to do CPR. Lying in a pool of blood. Mm, lying in Correct. a pool of blood. That's, that is certainly accurate. Tell me something, Bruce Johnson. Why, why was the case just dropped, Bruce? Because you've got a pathologist saying she was dead before the crash. I mean, the airbags didn't even deploy. That's how much. I, I thought, in my mind, it was a single car accident. I thought he just plowed into a tree. But now I know he clipped a car, then went into a tree. Then he jumps out completely unscathed, and she's dead. What happened to the investigation? That's the mystery. Uh, we have a pathologist that says that uh, it's more than likely that she was dead prior to the accident. And then they went and got a second autopsy from uh, Dr. Larry Bloom. And I guess his findings were not that, well, I guess his findings were that she possibly could have been uh, alive at the time of the accident. So when they got that. Then they what was his cause of death? What was his ruling on cause of death? Everything that I read, it's, it's inconclusive. He has not given that. And in a low-impact accident... So we've got one doctor... we got one doctor saying inconclusive. we got another doctor saying she was dead before the crash. Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What can you tell me about Bridget Prate's death? I mean, the airbag didn't even deploy. He gets out completely unharmed. She's dead... And I can't get a cause of death on it. She just died, and seemingly nobody bothered to figure out how she died. And it reminds me of an arson case I had with a millionaire who, his house caught on fire, really ritzy part of town. The fire department blasted up in there. He is across the street lounging a la Romanesque in the neighbor's front yard. And they talked to him for several minutes before he says, oh, yes, oh, yes, my wife's in there. She was covered in bruises, I might add. She died a few days later of smoke inhalation, never came to. I'm always suspicious when the man makes it out completely unharmed and the wife is dead. If you want justice, Jackie, you and Dave Mack, call today because I want answers. I want to know what happened. You can call the Lake in the Hills Police Department at 847 
847-854-5020. Repeat, 847-854-5020. Don't worry, I'm calling because this is total BS to Dr. Kendall Crowns. Now, I know you're an MD, but that's a technical legal argument. Total BS. How can two doctors look at a body? One says inconclusive. One says she was dead at the time of the crash. But I still don't know how she died, Kendall. So, you know, they always say that medicine's an art. So two people can look at the same thing and come up with completely different opinions. That actually happens a lot in my profession. Another problem we have is sometimes people are paid quite well to have an opinion. So you also have to look at that as well. Nancy, can I just say something? Go ahead, jump in. Because the the first pathologist says because he could not find hemorrhaging near the vertebrae fracture, he suspected that the uh, uh, wound occurred post-mortem. So that's a fact of itself right there that that the other one cannot dispute. The other thing is, it, it says a fracture. It doesn't say that it was the neck vertebrae was snapped in half, or that there was a an underlying injury that could have caused death. So that that's giving you very good quote of it being post mortem because they have scientific proof that there's no hemorrhaging near the vertebrae. Okay, Doctor Kendall Crowns, I believe you've been called on the carpet by a civilian. <laughs> by a civilian. He didn't even go to medical school. Aren't you embarrassed? I'm embarrassed for you, Kendall. No, no, not not actually, because your question was, how can two people have varying opinions, which is what I answered. But Yes, you did. Yes, you did. The, <laughs> yes, if, if we're going to go to the court transcript, uh, we can You check, got me on a technicality. But what about yeah, what Bruce yeah. did say regarding no hemorrhaging around that fracture? So I would agree with Bruce completely. No hemorrhaging around a fracture to me means that individual was dead before the accident occurred. Because if your heart's no longer pumping, you don't get hemorrhage when you get a fracture. So to me, that individual was dead before that accident happened. Also, the discussion about how her body was positioned in this low-speed uh, semi-head-on uh, collision. She shouldn't have been underneath the uh, uh, dashboard uh, it's an odd position. It doesn't make any sense. If anything, she should have face planted into the dash and then flipped back into her chair or possibly face planted into the dash and then rolled through the front windshield. But she and, should and have submarine. Go ahead, Bruce. Nancy? Yeah, one other thing regarding that, which also helps our case for the victim. Let's say that she was alive and she's, uh, she dies of an asphyxia-type death, right, from, a, from being uh, crushed. That still puts her on the floorboard. Yeah, you, but in an asphyxiated type a death, time to be uh, to die from a asphyxiated type death from a crushing, uh, you know, pressure on your chest or on your abdomen, what, uh, and and being in, and having being failure to breathe. In, in those situations, support. usually they can't pull them out of the car. That's where the jaws of life come in. So right. also there's specific findings in asphyxial crushing deaths, especially with cars, which I've seen quite a few of, is you get massive petechial hemorrhages, which are these small pinpoint hemorrhages on the skin from the blood actually being congested by the fact that the chest is compressed by something or the neck is compressed by something, and it causes all the little capillaries to burst and then forms these pinpoint hemorrhages. So there's no description of that. So you can remove the crushing injuries. There's no hemorrhage in this minor fracture. 
Right, and so you can you can remove all of that stuff, and uh, again, it just seems to me like she was dead beforehand. So I don't understand how there's a varying opinion, but like I said, you know, sometimes people are paid quite well to have a varying opinion. Well, I, I got to agree with that. Guys, let me jump in here. This, uh, you know, I got to tell you, you're talking about something that was basically cleared. I think they it was would not use it cleared. Was, no, it was not clear. Well, it wasn't clear, but it wasn't prosecuted. Well, hold on, Nancy, hold on. Wait, Daryl, I've got to tell you something. Hold on. Just recently, just recently, a FOIA request, Freedom Information Act request, was made. People wanted to look at the records. The PD, Lake in the Hills PD, refuses to give out information. They denied a request for the records related to the crash, claiming it's an active criminal investigation. Active investigation, my rear end. Nine years have passed, Daryl. That's why I say that they will use this, but the reality is he's going to go down for 30 stabbings and one former girlfriend. You know, I think he should go down for both. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. I can't wait to hear what Dr. Debbie says about this. Levi Page, isn't it true, just before his wife died in the collision, he had called police and said she was planning to kill him because she was having an affair. You are absolutely correct, Nancy. He claimed that he was listening to a conversation she was having with another man, and they were plotting to kill him and take the house from him. 
So he called 911. Police arrived at the scene, and they interviewed the wife that died and the man that she was talking to, and he said, no, we were not plotting to kill him. I'm studying for a real estate exam, and we were discussing procedures on what happens when a homeowner dies. So there were no charges filed, but it shows you that there's something wrong there in the marriage if he's calling 911. About her allegedly having an affair. Bruce Johnson, P.I., what about it? Was Bridget having an affair? No, she was not, but he was, uh, you know, very uh, tight with her. He, he had a really tight rein on her. He was always uh, concerned of who she was calling. Uh, he had left the house, and then he hid in the closet so he could hear their conversation. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know yeah. what, Daryl Cohen? I'm about to go to our shrink, Dr. Debbie, but if I had to hide in the closet and listen to my husband on the phone, first of all, my ears would bleed because his conversations about business are so, no offense, David, because you know I love you, so boring. But if I had to hide in the closet to listen in to what David was saying on the phone... That's when you need a divorce, right there. Or you are a nut hiding in the closet trying to listen in. That tells me his frame of mind. He's a nut. Uh-oh, Dr. Debbie wants in. Yeah, well, it sounds that he had a, an intense need to have absolute control over relationships and perhaps other situations in his life. And when he perceived that he didn't have full control or that something that was going to happen that was against what he thought should be the case, then he catapulted into rage and that could have fueled his violent actions. I know this. The ongoing investigation in Cook County has caused this matter to be reevaluated, And what we are learning is that apparently the district attorney's office is looking at the so-called crash again. But it's been nine years. Will there be any justice for Bridget Prate? And if authorities had listened to Bruce Johnson at the time, would Margaret Daniel, the mother of two, still be alive today? instead of being found in a pool of blood in the kitchen floor of her apartment, dead at the hands of her eye doctor boyfriend, Anthony Prate. If you want justice, as do I, ask for answers. 847-854-5020. We wait as justice unfolds, and I pray to God it does. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.